In today's show, I'm looking ahead to an 11-game Wednesday. Who's in, who's out, what we're watching for, and streaming options, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. We're here to talk about the action for Wednesday in the NBA, current injury statuses, um, what things we need to pay attention to for fantasy, and of course, maybe, oh, not maybe, I'm going to talk about streaming options. You may have a spot available. I've got no idea. And we'll talk about that as we get later on to the show. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Wizards and the Sixers is the first game we're going to take a look at for Wednesday. No total or spread available for this one. In the last game, should I do it again? They started Anthony Gill. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Yeah, they did over Denny Avdia because I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Now, Gil does some fundamental things okay. He sets screens. He can hit some threes. But there's no point to him starting. Honestly, there's just no point. But they'll continue to do it because they are a poorly run organization. Um, is he worth an ad? 16 team leagues, I could see it, but not more than that. But what it does mean is that Denny Avdia is a clear drop and it means that Farton will Barton. I love doing it. Yeah, you can get him off your rosters quick. You don't need to hold on to fight and will Barton. I also want to watch Kyle Kuzma, who's been all over the shop, really. Some big, big games, some shockingly low usage games, big minute games. The role is relatively secure in terms of playing time. But on a game-to-game basis, I don't know if I'm going to get seven points or 24 points. And it's pretty frustrating. That's probably why he's um, a guy that you draft... Yeah, pick 100, 110, and hope that he can give you value because there's going to be um, inconsistency there. For the 76ers, I don't know whether Joel Embiid will play. If, if D'Anthony Melton's a clear ad with the way that Min's trending and Embiid being out at the moment, but I want to see what Melton's minutes look like when Embiid plays. If he's 21 minutes, he's a really borderline guy. If he's 24 minutes and they reduce the playing time of PJ Tucker and George Niang and Daniel House... Then Melton, 25 minutes, is a clear rosterable player. Everything looked really dire for him early in the season, first two weeks or so. Then Embiid got injured, and Melton started, and Doc Rivers went, oh, oh, okay. We can play this guy more. And it's creeping up, creeping up. We'll see. I, I really, really want to watch that. Um, Yeah, I, I really want to watch and see exactly what is going to happen with that Melton situation. Kispert is out, Dylan Wright is out, and as I said, Embiid is questionable. The Celtics and the Cavs. Al Horford. Like, I know people have dropped him. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have had super high expectations, but you shouldn't have dropped him. 
So let's see. He did start to pick it up last game. Can that continue? Can he continue to roll along as a top 90, top 100 sort of a player? That's what I'd like to see. And then how he moves in his minutes with Grant Williams, who has not really played 30 minutes very often. And that's a little bit troubling. He's shooting the lights out, but I'd like a few more minutes from Grant. As for Malcolm Brogdon, who has struggled, 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 and then went bananas last game and did it on the back of getting to the free throw line a lot. I'm still not all that interested in Brogdon as a must-roster guy because he's playing 23, 24 minutes a night. And again, we love highlighting the big games. Oh, man, look at that. He scored 20. That's great. And then it's like you know 12 the game before that and 13 and 14. I don't know why I said 13 like that. 13. 14 and we you know, 10 points. We ignore the bad performances. When Generally, what you want to look at is usage, minutes, roll, where is all that heading? And even in that big scoring game, he didn't push to 28 or 29 minutes or anything like that. Um, so, you know, I, I'm a little skeptical. I'd like to see what happens in this one, though. Um, For the Cavs, Jarrett Allen was on my buy low show. His field goal percentage is way down. It's like 10 percentage points lower than last season. Usage is probably going to be impacted. We know that. But I'd like to see some more efficiency coming. And block a shot, mate. Spot one shot in the last three games. That would need to improve. And then we might have the return of Darius Garland. Hal Neto is doubtful, but Garland is questionable after missing all but the first half of the first game. And then what does that do for old mate? Oh, I forgot I had this sound. Dracaris Levert. Dracaris. Um, how does that impact him? Because he's been shithouse basically every game apart from one, but he's been buoying his value up by getting assists. And by buoying, I mean buoy. Buoying. Does that... I hope you guys... I, I, don't, I don't know why we call it buoy and why you call it buoy, but we do. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll just do some slight translations. It's like subtitles, but audio. Um, Karis Levert. Yep. He's helping his value. He's keeping his value afloat. Maybe I should just do that. It's a lot easier. With assists. And when Garland comes back, how much does that impact him? And does he become droppable? Probably. We'll see. Um, Rubio's out. Um, Rob Williams is out, of course. And then Garland potentially returning while Hull Neto is doubtful. Hawks, Knicks. The Knicks are two and a half point favorites. The total, 229. The last few games from the Baptist, Johnny Collins have been pretty poor. Um, it was absolutely flying. Huge minutes. Big defensive stats, and then the minutes have come back to like 31. The usage has dropped absolutely into the dunny, and the defensive stats have fallen away. So which one is the real John Collins? It's probably more the recent games, but I don't know. So I want to just keep getting more data points on that. And then Trey Young, who was putrid against the Raptors, like unbelievably bad. And his overall numbers this season, they're not fantastic. Like they're not great, though. They're not terrible. He's like 24th or something like that. Like he's not. Dreadful, but there's still plenty of scope to improve. And he is improving outside of whatever happened last game. Let's see if he's able to maintain that huge um, usage, which I think he will, and big assist rate because they've been really strong. And let's see how that looks. And then for the Knicks, last game, Isaiah Hartenstein outplayed Mitchell Robinson. More minutes than Mitchell Robinson and outplayed him. And they looked better with him out there. I tend to think that against a team like the Hawks with Collins and Capella, not really big shooting threats that Robinson might get more minutes and we might be left blue balled on Hartenstein with 19 minutes. He's still valuable to hold, but be aware of that. Also watch Rowan Barrett. I am not convinced that Rowan Barrett is going to improve. I'm not convinced that he's going to become a great category league player because he just doesn't do enough. 
but maybe maybe he changes my mind. I don't think we're ever getting defensive stats or high-volume um, assists or strong percentages. But let's see. Bogdanovich remains out, while Anyeka Okongwu has appeared on the injury report as questionable. That means deeper leagues, you might look at Frank Kaminsky, who'd be the backup center in that situation. Grimes is questionable, and Reddish is questionable. Now, Reddish has been replacing Grimes in the rotation. I would expect that Juice McBride would step into that role. I am going to drop a deuce on everybody. Cool. Thanks, Michael. BetOnline is the number one spot that you need to go for all of your info on betting for the NFL season, the start of the NBA season as well. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for sports wagering, including live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. We can go check after the trade deadline, the Miami Dolphins. We are rolling. Jeff Wilson, Bradley Chubb. We're ready to go. So are we favored against the Chicago Bears? You're bloody right. We are five-point favorites over at betonline.net, and you can go check out all of the um, lines and spreads for the NFL for this upcoming weekend. It's not just that, though. You can track all your favorite sports, the World Series, NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Check out Locked On Sports today after you listen to this as well. They're going to have so much info on whatever nonsense is going on in Brooklyn with a potential Kyrie Irving suspension maybe coming, a potential hiring, almost definite hiring of Ime Udoka. That team is just, at least we've got a team that we can all hate. How it feels good yet? Locked On Sports today is your show that every day recaps all of the action in sports with all hosts across the Locked On Network chipping in and giving their opinions. So go check that out. King's Heat. Kings Heat, I swear to God, they, they played last week in Sacramento. So this is their season series done. Wow, that is early. Um, no spread or total at the moment. This is a back-to-back for Miami. De'Aaron Fox is out. Now, the diagnosis of Fox is a bone bruise. And I see a lot of people go, wow, whew, whew, lucky, lucky. Yeah, maybe. I think Lonzo Ball's knee was a bone bruise originally. That's not ideal. Bone bruises can be real stinky. They can last a long time. Now, I am not suggesting that Darren Fox is going to definitely miss a long time. But a bone bruise diagnosis, while it is better than a torn meniscus or a torn MCL or a torn ACL or anything like that, it is a better diagnosis there. It doesn't mean that he's just missing one game. He could. I added Davion Mitchell wherever I could. And maybe I get one game out of him on Wednesday. Maybe I do. Maybe I get three weeks out of him. I just think it's a situation where it's a bone bruise. It could be tricky. They heal weirdly that it could be a while. It, it might not be. And I'll wear that. I'll wear the waist of an ad. I'll wear dropping someone to add a Davion Mitchell. So I want to watch Davion Mitchell. Now, let's get this straight. I do not think Davion Mitchell is a very good player. I do not think that Davion Mitchell was a good pick by the Kings. I do not think Davion Mitchell has significant high-level starter upside. I don't think any of those. But what I do know is that when he's put into a starting role, he will get numbers. He will get assists. He will score. He'll probably struggle with some of his free throw percentage. And he's going to produce good fantasy value. So I'm all in. At him. And if it doesn't work and Fox misses one game, oh, well, that's fine. I also watched Demontis Sabonis, who has been struggling. Does anything change for him with Mitchell replacing Fox? Can he stop failing out, for God's sake? Can he hit a three, which he has yet to do all season? A few things that he needs to improve on. For the Heat, it is a back-to-back for them. Um, Oladipo, I assume, is going to be out. He's going to be out Tuesday, as is Omer Yurtseven. I don't know whether they return. Max Struess is getting 30 minutes a night. Now, some nights he has 20 points with six threes. Some nights he has 11 points with three threes. 
We know that he gets threes. He doesn't really do anything else, and he requires pretty big usage and pretty big minutes to be a must-roster 12-team league guy. But he's got another opportunity to do it again with Oladipo out. And then Kyle Lowry. Double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Yep, he was um, struggling early. It was a pretty clear buy-low opportunity or a just hold and settle down and we'll get him back. And he's back. I think he's top 80 so far this season. And he's just sort of doing the stuff that we hoped when we picked him around pick 95 or 100. Clippers Rockets. Clippers are five and a half point favorites. The total 223. On watch John Wall, who will return after missing uh, last game due to rest. I want to watch the minutes. Is he going to be a 21 minute player or can he push to 25, 26? He's rostered basically everywhere, despite not being a top 200 player. And I know the idea is, well, he'll just get more minutes. He'll just eventually take over from Reggie Jackson. And maybe he does, but also maybe he doesn't. And if he does, is he even a top 100 player in that scenario? There's no guarantee that any of those things happen. I am a lot more down on John Wall's future prospects than others seem to be. And that's totally fine to have those different opinions. But let's watch it here. What does the minutes distribution look like? Because Reggie Jackson sucks. I know that. I know he's bad. But let's see how they, they run that. Also, Luke Kennard, who started for Kawhi last game. He replaced Terrence Mann, who would replace Norman Powell. So Tyler's just going to keep cycling guys through. Did Kennard do enough with eight points and 10 rebounds? I don't know. So is it Kennard? Is it Mann? Is it Powell? Is Powell going to play 20 minutes again? Because then we can get we can jack him all the way off if Norman Powell's going to play 20 minutes. Get that garbage out of here! So just watching that shooting guard rotation, I don't think any of them really, Mann, Kennard, or Powell, are, are worth 12-team spots at the moment. Um... Jabari Smith, he was on the Bilo show. Ah, like, hit a shot, mate. I know you're hitting your threes okay, but hit a two. Hit a two at some point. At some point, it is going to improve. I am assured of that. I don't think he's going to be a 25 usage guy. We talked about that pre-draft. He just isn't a high usage self-creating player. But 32% on twos is not real. It's going to, it's going to improve. It has to. And also, I want to watch KJ Martin, who had a massive game last time. And... We don't know whether the wild thing's going to play. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. Martin's a guy that as a rookie, I really liked his fantasy profile. He sort of fell away a little bit last season. And then with the addition of Tari preseason and, and Martin's um, trade request, I went, oh, how much is he going to play? Well, a lot is the answer. And with Tate out, or maybe out, likely out, he's got some appeal. And we definitely want to see how they use him. Kawhi will be out. Covington's questionable dealing with COVID. Don't know whether he plays. And Tate is questionable, but... I think he's more likely going to be out. I'll just check if there's any um, update on that recently. No, there is not. So, uh, yeah, I don't think that Jay Sean will play. The Pistons and the Bucks. The Bucks are 11-point favorites. These teams just played yesterday, and the Bucks won that by two. The total is 224. I want to watch the depressed penis, Sadiq Bay, because we know with Sadiq that it's just all over the place in terms of usage. He's 25 usage. He's 12 usage. He's five points. He's 24 points. He's 70% shooting. He's 24% shooting. The minutes are relatively stable. But he's one of those guys that he doesn't really do much else. Assists, never heard of him. Steals, maybe. Blocks, come on. Free throw attempts, never. Like, he's a scorer who tries to do too much, and sometimes it works, and majority of the time it doesn't. He's still a hold, but change my mind. Probably can't. Jaden Ivey, really hot start, and we're starting to regress back to solid, but back-end fantasy play, not a guy that was um, knocking the top 50 off to begin the year. And that was never realistic, but we're starting to see him start to fall back with some of his numbers and some of his somewhat unfantasy friendly overall game. 
let's see what he's able to do in this game. Chris Middleton will be out for the Bucks. Marvin Bagley, Alec Burks, Pat Connaughton, they're all out. Grayson Allen left last game with an injury. We don't know whether he's going to be able to return. And Jalen Duran. There is some hope that Duran does return after missing Monday's game. If he doesn't, Nerlens Noel will play. I don't think there's any risk of Noel taking minutes from Duran. I think the risk is going to come from when Bagley returns and Dwayne Casey does something um, insane there. We will see. Raptors, Spurs. No spread or total available at this point. Um, Fred Van Vliet missed last game, and the Spurs have got Vassell, Richardson, Sohan, all questionable. Um, they're all key rotation pieces, and Blake Wesley's out. If Van Vliet is out, they start Christian Coloco. He had some nice blocks. But Chris Boucher is putting up okay numbers, at least 14 team league numbers. And if Van Vliet is absent, then Boucher is a 12-team league stream. I don't think we're really bothering with a chore at the moment. I know that he's not very good, and he's really regressed to what he was doing. Not Probably not exactly the start of last season, but definitely not the way he ended last season. I don't think you have the facilities for that big man. No, he doesn't. So we'll see how he looks. Also, wanna just let's just watch Pascal Siakam, because he's killing it. There are some nights where he has some efficiency problems, but he is just running the show. Big usage, big assists. He's awesome. Looks like an absolute all-star lock. Maybe an all-NBA player at the moment. For the Spurs, we talked about this on the Buy Low Show, Sell High Show. Whose horse is that? Keldon Johnson. He's shooting an unbelievable percentage. 67% on corner threes. Assist rate through the roof. Usage way up. Will the usage remain up? And that's going to depend on Vassell and Richardson, and even Sohan to a degree. A lot of players out for the Spurs. Can Keldon keep up the high usage, high assists, high shooting numbers? And then, this is for deeper leagues. Malachi Branham's probably going to have to get minutes because who else is their backup point guard? Wesley's gone. Joshua Primo's obviously out. So Branham, just keep an eye on him for deeper formats. I hope Sohan's able to return. If he's not, Bates Diop will become a streaming option in that situation. Hornets, Bulls, back-to-back for Chicago. The Bulls are six-point favorites. Ball is going to be out. Terry Rogier is doubtful again. Just rule the bloke out. Almost said a really rude word there. Just rule him out. He's been doubtful every single game. Same as Cody Martin. Rule him out. What is going on with this injury? Samuel Lamella Ball. Can you tell us something? Anyway, and Levine's not going to play. He's going to play Tuesday, Zach, and he's going to be out for this one on Wednesday. So much for a pattern where Levine had set out the first game of the back-to-back for the first two, and then this one, now nah, we'll sit the second one. All right, so I guess we're just guessing. Ayodesumu and Kobe White are both questionable for, um, what is it, uh, Tuesday's game. So we don't know whether they're going to be able to um, uh, be available in this one. And that would, therefore, open up minutes for Alex Caruso, the rabbit hunter. And I just need to play the sound because I just need to set all my, uh, my brain down. It's racing. Be quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. Calm. Um, Caruso, with so many potential guards out, and one definitely out in Levine, like he's going to be a must-roster guy and probably worth the stream and probably fits into your best 10 players on Wednesday with all those guys out. And then last game, Patrick Williams stood up. I don't know whether Andre Drummond's going to play. He's out on Tuesday. Was the 30 minutes for Patrick Williams because Drummond was out? I guess that's, that's probably why, because it pushes Derek Jones Jr. more across to center. And if Williams gets 30 minutes, at least there becomes 14-team league appeal. So let's watch how all of that looks. The next game, it's the Jazz, it's the Mavs. Dallas is five and a half point favorites. We want to watch Kali Olenek, who is putting up strong numbers. Now, there are nights where he's going to foul out. There are nights where he's going to have weird shooting numbers. 
but he's obviously a must-roster player, and we always want to watch how the Olenek and Vanderbilt minutes go together, and how much Olenek plays at the four, how much at the five, how much do they do that? I also want to watch Colin Sexton, who last game, and I think some of this is because of the absence of Simona Fontecchio, Rudy Gay, and Walker Kessler, is they pushed Markinen and Olenek up the lineup more, and that meant that we got more Conley and Sexton together. So if Gay and well, Fontecchio is already out, but Gay and Kessler, if they play, does that impact Sexton? Well, I want to see if that is actually the case. For the Mavs, Christian Wood has appeared on the injury report. The Woodsman, the crucifix. He's really struggling at the moment. After a red-hot start, he's now listed as out or questionable with illness. If he is out, Dwight Powell and JaVale McGee, they'll have to step up. And Muxy Kleber will probably play 30 minutes there. Um, Nilakina is out while Walker Kessler remains out, uh, or sorry, remains question, questionable. Um, Finney Smith had his first good game last time out for Dallas. I don't think that he's a 12-team league ad, but he could get there. I, I don't I don't think that he's worth grabbing, though, at this stage. The Grizzlies and the Blazers. Memphis is two-point favorites here. We don't know a lot of statuses here. Desmond Bain is questionable. Stephen Adams is questionable. Brandon Clark is questionable. Jake LaRavia is questionable. So in the meantime, David Roddy Piper has been getting really good minutes. He's putting up good defensive stats. His shooting is rough. He's playing more than I expected, and he's not a deep league guy, but I'd like to see him. I'm not convinced on him. I just want to watch a little bit more to see where he fits. And then I also want to watch Brandon Clark. Like, if Adams is out and Clark is healthy, do they start Adams, or do they go with Xavier T. Ullman, the cashier? Like, which who starts? Does Clark stay in a 20-minute bench roll? If, he, if Adams is out and Clark plays 20 minutes, then there is no hope for him. None. So that's what we want to watch. For the Blazers, Lillard will be out. Gary Payton is out another couple of weeks at least. So Shaden Sharp will likely get another start. But again, it is an 11-game day. Is Sharp worth adding? In a vacuum, sure. But will you actually play him? Their next game is on Friday when 12 games are on. And Jeremy Grant, let's be honest, he's been pretty bad. I think he's outside the top 150 for the season. What we saw flashing from him in preseason has not happened. He's averaging 15 points, 0.7 steals, and 0.7 blocks with subpar efficiency and no real assists. He's really struggling. We don't drop him, but I had concerns with him in Portland, but he's been much worse than I anticipated. So let's see if he can do something different. Pelicans and the Lakers. Last game. The Pelicans are three and a half point favorites. The total is 229. I want to watch this guy because I put him on the Sal High show. Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Vasilinovasas. Really sky high rebound rate. Really good free throw attempts. Um, where is he going to fit? Is Herb Jones going to play? How do the minutes look between Valanciunas and Larry Nance? Because it's been a split in most of the recent games. And if Valanciunas is playing 24 minutes and Nance plays 24, then his value is going to tumble. Ingram is out, so Trey Murphy should be able to get some pretty strong numbers again. How much does Herb Jones' status impact Murphy? I'm not sure. Trey Murphy remains a 12-team league guy. Whether he sticks there in a week, I'm not sure. But for now, we've got to hold on to him. And for the Lakers, Russell Westbrook played pretty well coming off the bench last game, getting starters minutes, but he looked to have sort of understood a few different things about what he needs to do. And that gives him value. Now, he's still going to hurt your field goals and free throws significantly. But the points, rebounds, and assists can still be useful. I also want to watch Patrick Beverly. I'm pretty much out on Beverly as a 12-team league must-roster player. Get that garbage out of here! But I also think there is room for him to improve because he's sucked basically every game. I don't know where he fits when Schroeder returns, but that's still a week and a half away. And yeah, I'm just not, I'm just not convinced. I'd like to see something a little bit better. Ingram is out. Schroeder is out. Bryant is out. 
All right, Davis is out. I don't think Davis actually is out. Davis is questionable, so that, that's a mistake. Anthony Davis is not out. He's questionable with his back issue, which looks like it's going to be a long-standing thing, unfortunately. Herb Jones is questionable, as is Dyson Daniels. Let's look at some streaming options for category leagues for Wednesday, if you've got the space. Pat Beverly, Dorian Finney-Smith, Larry Nance, Reggie Jackson. These aren't attractive options. Mason Plumley, um, uh, Lil John Concha. What? Javante Green and Emmanuel Quickly. For deeper leagues, we're looking at Larry Nance. We're looking at Lil John Concha. Okay. Emmanuel Quickly, Maxi Kleber, Javon Carter, George Hill, Reggie Bullock, and the Duck, Luke Kennard. And for points leagues, Caleb Martin, Mason Plumley, Pat Beverly, Reggie Jackson, Davion Mitchell, who should be rostered really, um, Lonnie Walker, Tyce Jones, and Jalen McDaniels, all available in over 50% of leagues. Guys, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for watching and follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're on YouTube, you thumb it up. You drop your comments down below. You subscribe and you tell me all about it. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.